Let us pray. God, we are so privileged today that you would use us in this place uh, to accomplish your purpose of salvation and obedience and the building of your kingdom, even in these lives this day. God, we just pray a prayer of thanksgiving today and a, a prayer of gratitude and rejoicing for your good work and lives and hearts for your good work in this church. You are good to us beyond what we deserve, kind and generous, and we just worship and exalt you this day. We come to you now as your spirit is among us. If we know you today in us, God, we come to you now seeking to know truth and laying our hearts before you in worship and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Is it hot in here or is it just me? <laughs> is that right? Well, that baptism water got me a little warm, I think. I am dry. This is just sweat, so don't worry. Well, this morning, in uh, a light of our baptisms, I wanted to uh, take a little bit of time uh, to draw our attention uh, to baptism. It's an important time uh, for the church. Um, certainly, again, if you know Christ today or you've been baptized yourself, it's a reminder. And it's always good from time to time in the life of the church, even those staple things we do, uh, for us to take a little bit of time to reflect upon why we do them and what the heart is behind them. And uh, if you've been at uh, any of our sermons as of late. Recently, we've been talking about the mission of the church, uh, the vision uh, that God has for this church here at Starnes Cove. And one of those elements to the uh, mission and the vision is discipleship. And an important part of discipleship first begins with becoming a Christian, and then as Christ commands us to, to be baptized. And so, the question we seek to focus on this day is, is what is baptism and what's really the heart behind why we do it? And I want to draw your attention uh, this morning back to uh, a verse that we've become familiar with. We've heard Wednesdays and Sundays uh, for a few weeks now, and that's Matthew 28, 18 through 19. We'll be looking at a verse in 1 Peter, but I want to begin uh, with drawing our attention to this passage in Matthew 28, uh, verses 18 through 19, if you'd like to turn there in your Bible. And the word says this, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And you hear those words in our statements about baptism. You'll hear uh, each time we baptize here uh, me say something like, In accordance to your profession of faith, and an obedience to Christ's command, meaning according to the person's profession that they are a Christian, which we are trusting and believing today as they come to be baptized, in obedience to the command of Christ who tells us to be baptized, uh, we baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in the name of the Trinity. In verse 18, uh, Jesus tells us to do this under his authority, and so we don't do any of the things we do here just by our own desire or will, although we hope and do desire to do this work, but we do these things because Christ has told us to. We do these things because the word is calling us to, to bring people to salvation, so bring them to a knowledge of the gospel, tell them about who Christ is and what he's done, and then to 
uh, baptized them. This starts with Jesus' command, again, uh, to do so. And if the Christian life is anything, ultimately it's obedience under grace. And so we do, and we'll talk more about this even today, but we do a lot of what we do beginning with a command. Our Savior, our King, Jesus has told us to, and so we do, because we love him and we worship him. There's lots of other things that come in. God moves in us, encourages us, but ultimately the beginning place of our walk with the Lord is the command of Christ to follow him and even follow him in baptism. Verse 19 goes on to use the word baptizing, which comes from the Greek word baptizo, which means to submerge. That's what the word means, or to totally cover with water. That's why in the Baptist church here at uh, Starnes Cove, we believe in fully submerging people entirely in water when they're baptized. That's part of even what our Baptist moniker uh, comes from historically. And again, it's what the word means. And sometimes theology is that simple. There's a lot that can be said about why we baptize this way, but it is a command of Christ, and so we seek to be obedient to him. Now, of course, there's exceptions. Sometimes people have limitations or inabilities to be baptized, and we work, work that out with them honoring the Lord. And so who is to be baptized? We kind of get that it's a command of Christ. We get that we're supposed to do it, but who is to be baptized? Acts chapter 2 verse 38 says to repent and to be baptized. So all who have repented, or really all who have turned away from their sin and instead turned to Christ are to be baptized. Repenting here means all who have come to Jesus have turned to him in salvation, believed that he has died on the cross, risen from the grave. All who have done that are to be baptized. That is why baptism has nothing to do directly with you being saved. In fact, if you are a Christian today and you haven't been baptized and you were to pass away at this moment, you would be with God in heaven. Baptism does not save us. The church often describes it this way when it's trying to define what baptism is. It's an outward expression of an internal reality. Every person who got baptized today already believed in Christ before they ever walked into that pool. They were already saved and they were already destined for heaven. But it is a picture of what's occurred inside of them. It's a statement about the belief that they hold in their heart. Our key verse in 1 Peter 3 uh, 21, if you want to turn there in your Bible today, elaborates more on this heart element of what baptism is all about. Again, this is 1 Peter uh, 3, 21. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so 1 Peter 3.21 says, Baptism now saves you as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection. What that passage is describing there, is talking about, is that as a result of you believing in Jesus' death and resurrection for your own salvation, you are saved. Meaning if you believe this day that Christ has died on a cross and risen from the grave, you indeed are saved. And baptism is the next step in that process. You are saved, which then leads you, leads you and I to obey, not just as baptism goes. Of course, if you're a Christian today, you ought to be obeying Christ and all uh, the commands of his word. But we obey Christ as a follow-through to our salvation. And in the case of baptism, you do it because your conscience is clear. 
Each of these people who were baptized today, I've had conversations with them about their salvation. I've been able to talk with them about when they became a Christian. We've been able to confirm their faith, but ultimately, that's a matter between them and God. I can't go into their heart and determine, do they actually know Christ? I do everything I can according to his word to determine that and affirm it, but ultimately, it's a matter of their conscience and their belief. If you believe in Christ today and you testify to that as true, ultimately, that can be examined. We can look into it. We can see fruits bear from your life, the Word of God says, but ultimately, it's a matter of the heart, and so they come to be baptized because their conscience is clear. They are indeed saved. They do believe in Jesus, and they follow through with this act of obedience. Baptism, again, itself has nothing to do with saving you, but you being baptized which only Christians ought to do because their conscience is clear, shows that you are a Christian. It testifies to your belief. It testifies to your faith. And that brings up what theologians call, and we believe as Baptists here at Starnes Cove, in believers' baptism. This is the doctrine that says, we baptize those who can repent and can believe. In order to repent, you must consciously understand your sin and who Jesus is and how he saves you. Now, we don't mean you have to have a deep dive knowledge of every sort of doctrine that you might be able to grasp. That's not what we're talking about when we talk about belief. What we're talking about is this simple truth. You are a sinner, and apart from Christ, there is no help. But because Christ has died on the cross for your sin and risen from the grave, he has taken away your punishment, and if you will believe and trust in him, you will be saved. That is what the gospel is. Now, you can have, if you are further along in your walk with the Lord, you may have a wide understanding of sanctification and salvation and glorification and all these other vacations. But ultimately, belief is simple and basic. Trust Jesus. He has died for you and risen from the grave. And so you've got to be consciously able to make that decision. That's why we don't baptize babies in the Baptist church or very young children, because they can't mentally understand the gospel, which is also why we believe Babies and those folks who have mental disabilities that would inhibit them from understanding the gospel, they will go to heaven in that state when they die, if they die, before they can understand the gospel because they cannot be held accountable for what they cannot understand. That's what we call the age of accountability, a doctrine in the Baptist church. And so when someone repents, baptism should follow and ought to follow quickly. Most accounts in the New Testament, you see people believe in Christ and almost immediately are baptized. Right away, their baptism occurs. Sometimes we stretch it out a little, make sure families can come. This day, uh, some of you have come to observe this baptism. We delight and rejoice with you. Others maybe haven't had an opportunity to be baptized. They became a Christian somewhere in their story, and finally it's occurred to them, hey, I need to get in that pool and be obedient to Christ. And so whatever the case, we praise God for it. And so why do we do it? That's a little bit of the theology behind it, a little bit of the doctrine behind why we take part in what we call an ordinance, this ritual, this sign of our worship. But why do we do it? Because first, it is the first step to discipleship. You have been saved, and it's really your very first act of obedience to Christ as a Christian if you are baptized soon after you become a Christian. It begins a journey of coming under the lordship of Christ. He has saved your soul, and now he is to be lord of your life. We talk about that in the church often when we share the gospel, that Christ is savior and lord. He saves us from our sin and the consequences of it. He takes us into heaven when we die, but he is also our lord. And that means he leads our life. We no longer determine what way we go on our own. 
but we follow the commands of God's word and we are obedient to his call. And so it's this act of obedience. Baptism also matters why we do it, because it affirms salvation. Echoed back in 1 Peter 3.21, it doesn't save, but it affirms. It's why it needs to be done quickly when it can be if somebody has just become a Christian. Again, sometimes it takes a little longer, and that's okay. Because it gives that new believer a tangible reference to remember, a time they can look back on. Because if any of you became Christians as children, and maybe were baptized as a child, from then to today and to your adulthood, certainly life has had its challenges. Certainly there have been difficulties. Certainly you've had troubles. Maybe even you've questioned whether or not you knew Christ to begin with. And so what baptism serves as is a hallmark reminder. Yes, a picture and a testimony. Yes, a visual memory. Each of these eight today will have a reference point for what occurred this day and the years to come. But it's not ultimately about this physical act of baptism. What it testifies to them and affirms to them is that they know Christ. And so as their story unfolds, as life has its troubles, they can look back on this moment and remember, Christ saved me. He's with me. That's why each time we baptize here, I will remind you once again, pay attention, remember your own baptism, reflect back on what happened when you were baptized, because I'm reminding you again, Christ has saved you. Christ has saved you if you know him today. And so baptism is an affirmation. It reminds people and encourages them. And any Christian can baptize another Christian, but you generally see in the New Testament it is a church authority who baptizes, because part of the oversight of a church leader is the accountability of the souls in the church. So with me as your pastor at Starnes Cove, my responsibility before the Lord is an accountability for the condition of the souls of the people in this church. That's why we meet and sit together before baptism to be sure that people know Christ. And so it's an encouragement for the church as well, not just for those who are saved. We are kicked up, our hearts and spirits are moved by being able to watch these people uh, be baptized and become a part of our church family. And that's really another part of why baptism matters. It identifies us with the church. Those who are baptized today, you are now, you already were a part of the global church when you profess faith in Christ, and you are now at this uh, day a part specifically of this church, a member here of Starnes Cove. We generally baptize and bring people into formal membership the same day if, if they haven't been uh, previously baptized because it helps secure your identity with the church. You're not just a Christian sort of wandering out in the world, a lone ranger, but you're a part of this family. And I'll remind every person here today who's a member of Starnes Cove that when you were baptized, that was also the testimony and the commitment of your life, that you are identifying with this body, that this is my family. And ultimately, baptism also proclaims the gospel. And that's really probably the biggest heart of what baptism is about. In the model of dying and raising, not physically dying. We didn't have anybody stay under too long today. I had to push Eric back down a little further because he wasn't quite covered, so, but I got him up. Yeah. We lay down in the water as if dying and then raising to new life. Again, a testimony of what's happened in our heart. It's a picture of the gospel to every person. You've witnessed this day a testimony of the gospel by this visual 
What a, what a joy, amen? What a gift. There's this washing that occurs too. That's what First Peter is talking about. It said not about physical dirt washing, but a ceremonial symbol of what's happened in the life. We've been washed in the blood, the scripture says. Ultimately meaning that Christ has shed his blood so that we can be cleansed of our sin and the consequence of it. And so we praise God for that picture this day. And so the question is, what do we do with all of this? Well, I want to encourage you this day, if you have not been baptized by immersion and you are ready to be, reach out. I want to talk with you about that. Even today, we'll have a moment shortly where we'll sing a song together, and I'll be down at the end of this aisle. And if you've not been baptized and you've been stirred and encouraged this day and you want to follow Christ in obedience by being baptized, then come and talk with me. And if you don't know Christ today and you've watched this testimony of the gospel, this dying and raising, the rejoicing that happens when you're a part of a family as we are today, and you're saying to yourself, hey, I want to know Christ. I want to have a family. I want to have somebody who's accountable for my spiritual life. I want to join and be a part of what it is that God's doing all across the world and here at Starnes Cove as well, then come and talk with me. There's no reason to wait, no reason to delay. As I say, each time we focus on the evangelism that the gospel calls us to, I don't have to wonder if God is calling you to salvation. I know he is because his word is clear. And so if you don't know Christ today, don't wait again. Come to a knowledge of the gospel. Come and talk with me during the song. And if you've been baptized, you've watched this testimony, you've been encouraged, you've been uplifted by this act today, I want to encourage you to tell others about your baptism and why it matters to you. As you go from this place today, maybe you'll have lunch with your family, maybe you'll talk to someone this week about observing this baptism. Maybe you've had a family member this day who's been baptized. I want to encourage you, go and Use this as an opportunity to tell people about Christ. You know, in one of our Sunday school lessons today, we were reminded that the fields are ripe for harvest. And this is an opportunity for you to share the gospel by the picture you've witnessed. So if you've been baptized, don't just let this be a, a joyful day until 12 o'clock. But take this message you've witnessed out into the world about what can happen to each one who believes in Christ. And again, we're going to close here in a song, and I want to encourage you today to sing a praise to God during this closing song for what he's done for you. If you don't know Jesus today, this is the first step before baptism. So if you want to know him today, again, come down, walk to me, and we'll talk together about becoming a Christian. And if you've not been baptized or you're not a member here at Starnes Cove, as these eight are this day, come and talk with me uh, during this song. I want to invite you today to come and make a decision to follow Christ or to follow him more faithfully. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your grace this day. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for this testimony and this picture. We thank you for just the pure joy of celebrating with people who come to the gospel, celebrating with people who follow 
in obedience through baptism. God, we delight in the good graces of just seeing people follow you. We thank you, God, for that this day. And God, I pray that you've used this message, used this testimony, used this witness once again to move people to obedience, move people to a call, the gospel. If there be anybody in this place today who you have stirred, moved on, either unto salvation or unto baptism or unto church membership, God, give them the boldness and the clarity of mind and the clarity of heart to get out of their pew in this song and come to seek you, to seek you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.